1: Joining us right now is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, one of our favorite folks in all of local sports, the great Mark Cuban. How you doing, Mark?
0: I'm doing great, man. Just recovering from all the Kleenex usage the past couple days.
1: Man, I'm telling you, we have had such a hard time going without crying. And, man, I thought you did an incredible job at the ceremony, making the four promises to Dirk. It looked like you were having a hard time holding back the tears. Uh, I just love to know. Like, did you have any of that prepared? Were you winging it? No. How, how did that all come I, together?
0: I went through my mind like, well, well, Dirk was talking to you know Larry Bird and all those guys. I was, you know, I thought I thought I knew what I was going to say when I get out there, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to get into all that. You know, I was going to talk about different personal uh, situations, and stuff like that, and my memories. And I'm like, there's no way I could keep it together during that. Um, and so I just, you know, I. I hadn't planned on the promises. It was just like, okay, this just easier without me just, you know, i say something just nice and, and just talk just to Dirk. I can I can hang in there. And so it just came out. What,
2: what is this, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about here, Mark, is this journey you've been on with Dirk the whole time. What kind of an impact has Dirk had on your family?
0: I mean, look, we I, I grew up with him with, with the Mavs. I didn't know anything about running a team. He didn't know anything about being an NBA player. And you know, between him and Nash and Finn and, you know, going back to Eric Strickland and guys back then, Hubert Davis, and Gary Trent, you know, we we were trying to figure out the right way to run a team because obviously the way it had been done before with the Mavs wasn't. And and so just, just watching him and his work ethic and talking to him and hanging out with him and getting to be friends with him and you know, understanding the the experience of an NBA player better, so that you know, I could I could try to be supportive and helpful, and um, you know, it, it's just he taught me so much, or allowed me to learn so much from him, that that helped a ton. And then just getting to know him as a person, you know, I it's funny when I think back, it's not highlights from games that. Um. Over the last 20 years, it's, it's things we did away, things we did over the summer, things, you know, when we, we would hang out, playing blackjack, you know, partying, you know, just going out to dinner, just stupid stuff. Um, just, you know, stuff like that. Those, those are the things I think of most. And the good news is, you know, like, like I told him today, I mean, and, and pretty much every day, the last couple of days, you know, he's going from being the old guy, you know, that, that's the oldest or one of the couple oldest in the league to being the young guy you know, he's the same age as when I bought the team and um, and just (laughs) having the, the, the bundle of energy that he, you know, that he can apply to anything he wants and, and be good at anything he wants. And, and I think that's, you know, that's the cool part that this is not an ending for Dirk. It's a beginning,
1: man. And every, the love for Dirk was so authentic and organic and it just, you know, he, he didn't want to commit to retiring and, uh, that, which had to be tough for you guys because it's kind of a moving target to plan a retirement uh, party for someone who hasn't retired yet. So how hard no, was that it, for it, you guys?
0: It never really was a retirement party. is always a celebration. And, you know, and Laura Beth deserves all the, the credit, but, um, you know, whenever, you know, she's, well, what do you want? How do we want to do it? And it's just like, it's a celebration, you know, at various points. It's like, well, this was a challenge he had, or this was a problem that things that didn't go well here and there for him. And they were going to include that. I'm like, no, this, this is a celebration, you know, hardcore Dirk fans know the challenges, know the things that went wrong that we don't need to bring that stuff up. Let's, let's just look at all the positives and all the celebration, because you know, it's for the fans, it's for Dirk, it's for everybody celebrating his career. And if he retires, he retires, and it's a great celebration. And if he doesn't retire, we still celebrate at 41 one and there's nothing wrong with that, and we can throw another party. I've never been shy about throwing parties.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I thought it was stunning. Obviously, if you, you can't, haven't figured it out, this is Mark Cuban joining us on the Ben and Skin Show. Uh, it was a stunning moment when he said, as you guys have probably figured out, this is my last home game. And I'm wondering if you knew before he said that or what you felt yeah. when those no, words I, came I knew, out of his I, mouth.
0: I, I knew cause I had talked to him earlier um, because in order to play those last two games, he had to take a shot in his ankle. Um, and, you know, that was kind of the writing on the wall and, and, you know, to to be in a position to play, you know, a 30 minute game or, you know, his goal was to get up 41 shots and do a Dirk, but he only did a jet and got up 31 shots. But you know, And, and to do that, you know, if you're taking a shot, it's that, that kind of sealed the deal for him right there and then. And, and that was the end of it, and you know that's when that's when I knew that morning, and you know he just confirmed it that night.
1: All right, so let's just say somebody's been living under a rock. I want to. Oh, this is an easy question to answer, and I think I know the answer, but I want to hear yours. Why is Dirk special? I mean, just
0: it, it, just who he is. You know, he's just he's just your buddy that you grew up with, that you've known your entire life, that you stay close with that happens to be one of the 10 greatest players in NBA history. You know, it's it's not that he's a, a Hall of Fame. He'll be a Hall of Fame, or that he's a legend on the court. It's just he's a great guy. And when, you know, you see somebody that has all these special qualities in their profession and they're just that dude, you know, they're just that guy that you just chill with and, you know, play blackjack with and, you know, hang out with and, you know, do stupid stuff with, you know, (laughs) that's, that, that, that's what makes him so special. Talking to Mark
2: Cuban here on the Ben and skin show one Oh five through the fan. You know, I used to have all this animosity towards the San Antonio Spurs and it has lessened, especially after 2011 and getting to know some of those people more. But did you ever imagine that they would do what they did last night with such style,
0: class and grace? Oh yeah. I had no doubt. I mean, remember when David Robinson retired, we did the same thing for, for him, you know, and, you know, we we did a, a little going away party and they didn't want us to do it for Tim Duncan. We offered to do it then. Um, you know, we didn't have the chance for Mono or Tony Parker. So, you know, I, I had no doubt. And, you know, Pop and I have a little bit of a relationship and I know Rick and Pop have a great relationship and so yeah, I it what they did was first class and, and it it was wonderful and it was it was fun, and part of the fun was you know a couple of the buckets that they showed Dirk making in that highlight film were over Michael Finley, and so he was right there in the Spurs <laughs> uniform, so that that added a little bit to the, the the sense of humor of it all.
1: Did you ever, at any point during those 21 seasons, ever have legitimate worries about losing Dirk? No, never, not once. Uh. Uh-uh. That's incredible,
0: never, never man. That's incredible. So,
2: so then, kind of take us behind the scenes. I mean, everything's different, but just take us behind the scenes. That what y'all's like? Uh, the last really big contract was the 2010 one before the championship. What are those negotiations like? Because Dirk doesn't really have an agent. I mean, Holger's there, but it's not like
0: no. Holger's it, an it NBA goes like agent. This. It goes like this. Donnie says. Holger says that this is what they want. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there, wasn't, there was not really a, a negotiation ever. You know, there were times when he could have opted out and added a year, and they just extended and stuff like that, um, or, you know, the last um, big one, it was, you know, or the last one with a two-year deal, the $20 million deal, it's like, okay, just give us what Tim Duncan got, and that's fair, and, and was like, okay. It was never really anything, there, were, there was never really negotiations.
1: Obviously, Dirk was talented from day one, but, you know, it. He, he, he scaled up to get to be who he was. When was the moment? Do you remember a key moment where you're like, oh, my God, he's going to eat people? He is a monster Yeah, when beast. we played
0: Minnesota. Yeah, when we played Minnesota in the playoffs um, my second year, I think it was. remember it was a three-game playoff, and it was him versus Kevin Garnett, and we really didn't know what to expect, and Dirk just took it to a whole other level. I've, you can look up the numbers, but it was like he averaged 30 and 20. And it was like, oh, my goodness, what the hell did we just see? Because we're talking Kevin Garnett and his prime. This is 2000. You know, and Kevin Garnett was, you know, a defensive beast, all everything, been in the league five years, established, all NBA. They had Wally Zerbiak and I think it was Terrell Brandon and, you know, whoever else. And it was like we – I think we had the better record, but this was our first time in the playoffs in forever. And we were the underdogs, and Dirk just took it up not just a notch, but to a level I'd never seen. And then it was like, okay, you know, Dirk Dirk figured out that the regular season was the regular season, and then come the playoffs, that's where, you, you know, we would talk about playoff Dirk. And, you know, when you have somebody that can dominate in the regular season and then they have a second playoff mode, you know, that says everything.
2: So, Mark, uh, one of the things circulating on the Twitterverse today is the idea of of Dirk joining ownership somehow with the team, kind of take us through that. What your thoughts are and how that
0: sort yeah, of yeah, I got no problem started. with it. You know, he just writes me a check for three hundred million, and I give him one percent. <laughs> 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 uh, no, the, the challenge. I'm I'm happy to talk to him about it. It's really never really come up um, in our conversations. Um, the hardest part, honestly, is the tax issue. If you just give something somebody something worth thirty million dollars, somebody's got to pay the taxes on it, and so just figuring out a way to make it work in a manner that that is easy so you know it it, it I'm, I'm i'd love to see him as part of the ownership group um i think it'd be amazing and i think it it helps cement you know his legacy it's just a matter of figuring out how to do it when
2: you're looking at that pie wouldn't mind ben and skin getting a piece of the mavs i yeah, mean feel no like we really thought a lot about things that could <laughs> go well for the team and just stuff for you to think about what
0: kind? Of, uh, say what
2: <laughs> I wanna I want I would love it if uh if while
1: Dirk's talking to you about ownership he pulls a shark tank. He's like, all right, what are your sales?
0: <laughs> that would be great. Uh, we are
1: talking to the great Mark Cuban. Man, it's it's been such an incredible ride. I I can't help but uh be grateful that, that Luca's here. It makes it a little bit easier. Um look, th- th- not to compare Luca to Dirk by any means. Nobody will ever compare to Dirk, but as a Mavs homer, it is pretty exciting that as, as one era comes to
0: a close, another one is, is beginning. Yeah, you know, and I, I gave my little end-of-season speech after the San Antonio um, game, and it was like, look, guys, um, I remember when I first bought the team, nobody saw this and that guy and Finn was standing there or them, and, you know, I was taking, you know, people just thought we were just going to be out of the playoffs forever. It had been 10 years and I was making bets with radio hosts to shave their head and, you know, media guys, a hundred bucks here, 200 bucks there that we would make the playoffs and everybody just laughed. And that's kind of the same way I feel about this team. You know, we've been out three years. We made some really big moves this year to, to hopefully cement us in the playoffs and more going forward. And, you know, as I pointed to Dirk, you know, and I reminded everybody, we went, no one believed in us. We went down 2-0 to a Utah team, and 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 came back and won three in a row and took Stockton and Malone out. And you know, I see the same type of future for this team. And you know, with Duke Luka, with um, Luca and KP, and you know, bringing back our other guys, and we'll extend Dwight Powell, and you know, keep him around for another three years. And so, you know, we think we've got a great core. Bring back, hopefully, bring back Maxi and 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 Dodo. There's just, I, I think we can add a free agent. We'll keep our guys, for the most part, see what happens in the draft, um, see what's available to us, and and go from there. But I think, you know, if Luka and KP are the workers I think they are, um, or know they are, then, you know, the the future's really good. It's really bright.
1: You know, it's got to be tempting with big-name free agents out there, and I know we can't talk names, but... Do, would you see it be a smarter move to go chase a big fish, or to say, "Hey, we've already got two cornerstone players. Let's find perfect guys to kind of fill out the roster." Around you know, that. that's
0: what we're discussing right now. We don't know yet. You know, that's something that we go back and forth on. It really depends on who the big fish is. You know, there's certain names that are no-brainers, and then there's certain names that are like, "Wow, you know, that would be nice." But then, you know, how do we fill out the rest of our roster? Um, you know, particularly with style of play. You know, who can we get? And then for the rest of the roster, do we go younger and try to find, you know, the next Dodo and the next Maxi, and, you know, or do we go older and and find players that are more experienced, which is what we used to do, you know, um, and bring in the, the, you know, Brendan Wright, the the Farouk Aminos that we brought in, you know, for one year, and two year deals and, and, and try to, you know, get them back in, in course like we did. And they turned out to have great careers afterwards. So, you know, we're, we're trying to make, decisions on how we'll fill out the roster we haven't decided yet
2: and see that's the benefit of having a little sliver of ownership for me and ben we could kind of chime in with what we think and boy (laughs) isn't
0: that valuable that's Uh, why you guys will never own a sliver (laughs) of the talent maverick (laughs) (laughs) talking of Mark cuban here on the
2: ben and skin show 105.3 uh the fan so uh going back to last night uh kind of tell everybody what that scene was like on the bench in the second half and then towards the end of the game because there was some oh, really wow. good vibes coming from over there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll start getting emotional again. Let's um do it. Yeah, it was just like I I I mean, I texted my wife Dirk's last quarter, you know, and it was just a question of when would he get back in and I remember, you know, during the timeout, Dirk for for years now, you know, he'll sit a little bit off um a Cedar tutor away and lean in and listen. And then somebody will, you know, pull him up and stand him up. And I'm like, that's got to be me. And, um, stuck myself in there. And, you know, he gave me a look. And it was just like, I could just see his eyes welling up, mine were. And, and, you know, then he went back out there and did what he does. And then, you know, they called a timeout and got him out of the game to the standing ovation.
1: What is going through your mind as you're watching Dirk watch his video montage that the Spurs put together?
0: Um, you know, he, he obviously was emotional. It was going to be an emotional night. But, you know, he's fine when he's playing because he's concentrating so hard and you can just tell. And it's just when when play stops. Um, and and then, you know, he it, it just – then he starts to feel things and he sees things and he appreciates – I think – you know, I was just hoping he was just absorbing it all. And because of special moments that you have in life, you know, you remember back when your kids are born or when something special happened, you think, I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. And then you think back to that moment, and, and it's it's not always easy to recall. You know, you don't you don't feel the same way like you wish you would. And I was just hoping that he would be able to retain and hold on to as much of it as possible.
2: So, Mark, uh, you know, I love – It came up the other night when you first walked in and Dirk looked at you and said, oh, hell no. And <laughs> But but eventually you guys got to be really close and trust in each other and believe in each other. So what were those early days like to where you guys did form your bond? When did the bond really Well, form? we
0: just – early on because it was all uncertainty for all of us, you know. I mean, remember – you know, when I took over, we were 10 and 23 or 9 and 23, something like that. Yep. And nobody knew what to expect when I got there. I didn't know what to expect when I got there. So, you know, and we didn't just tear everything up. We kept Nellie, we kept Donnie, you know, keep Grant. Everybody stayed the same. And so it was like, okay, well, now what? And as I traveled with the team and I was there and, you know, we did things like bring in Rodman and, you know, it was just, <laughs> okay, tell me what you think and what do you guys, you know, how you feeling? And you know, what, what do you need? And it was more me just asking, you know, Dirk and Finn and all those guys, um, what do you need? What, what can I do to put you in a position to succeed and just listening to him and then just spending time when we, we to, go talk about it or just hanging out. And, you know, cause part of it is you want to enjoy the moments. Um, you know, it, he was, he was just, he wasn't fully confident in his English yet. He was just getting confident there. And there's still be times when he, he like shake his head, like, I don't know what that means. And, Um, you just start to, you you were just, it was just a relationship, like, you know, me just asking for help and just learn and just going through those experiences together and him being open to doing that, you know, and same with Nash and, you know, and, and just, it was just, everybody was learning. And while we're all learning together, just that just brought us closer together. I guess that's the best way to say it.
1: One of our favorite things about you, Mark, is all the charity that you're involved in that never gets publicized. You know, Skin and I run across it all the time and, and we love it. And and you don't you don't care about that. You're not doing it for no. your praise. Uh and Dirk's the same way. Yep. And so the Brad Townsend uh piece that aired in the in the home finale that yeah, brought Dirk he, he doubled over. What are you thinking yeah. as you're watching Dirk in that moment?
0: Yeah, just that's Dirk. I mean, again, A whole lot. I don't think I've ever tried, other than the birth of my kids, you know, and the the death of my dad. I don't think I had to work so hard to try to just not start bawling. I mean, literally, like I do my pregame stairmaster workout, and I'm just hearing Dirk's voice behind me, and I'm 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 just sniffling, (laughs) trying not to cry. And that was the type of moment. I'm looking at Dirk. He's been over, and you know, and and it just I was just happy for him, you know, and. Again, and I just I had just to keep on reminding myself this is the beginning. It's not an ending. It's a beginning, and you know, as as special as it was to see the Uncle Dirk piece, you know, it, it just shows you that this is who who Dirk is, and that's such a special part for him and of him that he's going to be able to do so much more of, and that's a good thing. Well, Skin and
1: I got our start covering the Mavs on K Star forty nine, and then of course yep. doing the Mavs post game show. So. We've been allowed to ride yours and Dirk's coattails for, for many, many years. And uh, just want to say we're grateful for every moment of it. We're grateful for this, for you taking the time to jump on now. And we look forward to riding yours and Luca's coattails for another 20 years.
0: Yeah, hopefully there's a lot of coattails to ride. And, and hey, guys, Dirk will be there too. And I, I think the biggest conversation we need to have and what everybody really needs to discuss is how big a pot belly Dirk will have in 12 and 24 <laughs> months. I know. Is, ben brought that is up. It that is it going to be a plus 20? Is it going to be a plus 30, plus 40, oh. plus 50? You know, is, is he going to be that wearing stretch
1: body? Yeah, yeah, let me, is, is let let me tell you stretch something.
0: Pants? You know, I want to know <laughs> if a year from now, Dirk's going to have to wear stretch pants and a Moo Moo jersey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, as a somewhat lanky guy myself, I'm telling you, pot bellies are not good on lanky
0: guys. It uh, is, no, it's going a bad scene. I'm telling you, Dirk with the dad bod is going to be meme number one for the Dallas Mavericks next year. <laughs>
1: Mark, on behalf of all Mavs fans, thank you for Dirk. Uh, thank you for the run. Uh, thank you for joining us now, man. And we're excited about the future. Thank you for taking the time.
0: Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There that was goes. awesome. Was great, Mark. That. Got chills
1: uh, thinking about this run we've been on. Okay. He so, got
2: emotional, dog.
0: Yeah, he did.